Welcome to the Experience Life Podcast, where we are learning to escape our comfort zone and get out of our own way from holding ourselves back from the lives we know we are made for. My name is Sarah, and I'm a mom who is infatuated with personal growth. Join me on this journey to experience life through all of life's experiences. What's up out there, lifers, and welcome to today's show of Experience Life. I am so glad you decided to meet me back here again so that we can experience life together. And today, we will be welcoming another incredible guest to the Experience Life show. So you all know by now, probably, that I am committed to being the best version of myself in order to show up for myself in my life to experience my life. I believe that your health and wellness is the number one pillar to success in experiencing life. If you don't have your health, you literally don't have anything. So today's guest is a board-certified holistic nutritionist who practices wellness coaching in Long Island, New York. She is also host to podcast Mind Your Hormones, available on Apple iTunes and Spotify. She is a wealth of knowledge, and I could literally talk to her all day, you guys. So we condensed this for you in order to highlight and hopefully bring you some insight and maybe some starting points for taking care of yourself in the best way. After listening to this podcast episode where you're going to hear Corinne talk about all these magical things, please go follow her. Follow her, listen to her podcast, reach out to her. If you want more, she is an open book and she would love to hear from you and allow you to pick her brain. So please welcome, without any further ado, Corinne Angelica. What's up out there, lifers? Welcome to today's show of Experience Life. I'm so glad you joined here today. You are in for a real treat with today's special guest who is a board-certified holistic nutritionist, and I cannot wait for you to hear her. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Corinne. Hi, thank you so much for having me here, Sarah. I'm honored to be here and to talk to your audience. Um, As Sarah said, I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist. Um, I was actually originally a teacher for nine years, um, and I recently left that to work on my business full-time, which is helping women regulate their hormones, like regulate their period, boost fertility, manage their PCOS, because I grew up and I did not know that I had PCOS for so many years when I actually did. So I went through so many years of imbalances that I had no idea what the hell was going on and no one was able to help me. So that's really how I got into this. And, you know, there's so much backstory to it. But based off of that, I went back to school for nutrition, started doing that. And now I'm here helping women regulate their hormones. And you do such an amazing job. And Corinne is also host to her own podcast, um, Mind Your Hormones, right? It's Mind Your Hormones podcast where she talks all about this. And you specialize in PCOS, right? Because that was personal to your story. Yes. So I started out um, thinking I was just going to help women who have PCOS because, like I said, that was my experience. But it kind of rolled into other things as I started working with clients one-on-one and now I do group coaching. And when you really heal, which we'll get to, we'll get to this, but when you really heal and target the endocrine system, which is the basis of our hormonal system, 
you doesn't really matter what the imbalance is, it's going to balance itself out. So I started working with women who have endometriosis or who just really want to improve their fertility. Um, of course, PCOS as well. That's like my main, um, I really mainly work with a lot of people who have PCOS, endometriosis, or even if you don't have endometriosis, really painful periods, um, things like that. And people who want to transition off of birth control. That's kind of like where my sweet spot is. Yeah. And you talk so much about that and it's extremely helpful. I know that. Now, um, when you say birth control, you mean all forms of birth control, right? Hormonal birth control. Yes. Hormonal so there birth. are different forms that, good question. There is the pill and then there's the IUD, the Mirena, um, there's the NuvaRing. All of those are hormonal birth controls. Some have different effects than others. Most people are on hormonal birth control or an IUD, um, and it pretty much does virtually the same thing. There are some differences. Um, one might be a little better than the other, like the IUD could be. Um, however, yes, any form of hormonal birth control. So Corinne, can you start by explaining to us what exactly are hormones? Yes. Okay. Great question. So like I was saying with the endocrine system, the endocrine system is a series of glands that like produce and secrete our hormones that our body uses for a ton of different functions, such as respiration and metabolism, reproduction, movement, sexual development, growth, all of that stuff. And our endocrine system is what actually sends out our hormones to tell whatever, all the different parts of our body, what to do, when to do it, and for how long. So Hormones are essentially our body's chemical messengers. So they travel through our bloodstream to tissues and organs and help them do their work. And hormones work over time. They work slowly. It's, they're very intricate and delicate, and they affect a lot of different processes in our body, just like I was talking about growth and development and metabolism, how your body gets energy from the foods you eat, our sexual function, our moods, our reproduction, all of that stuff. But essentially, they're chemical messengers that really kind of have to have control over our, ver so many systems in our body. I love that. Chemical messengers. What a good way to explain that. And yeah. oftentimes you hear people say like their hormones are out of whack and maybe it's not so much, it, there's a reason for it, right? They're right. A lot of times. Yeah. So there's exactly. So my whole philosophy is getting to the root cause of whatever is going on with you hormonally because like we were talking about birth control that really is a band-aid solution so what that means is they are i put treats in uh, treating in quotes they're treating the symptom instead of treating the root cause so you go to the gynecologist and you say okay i have irregular periods i have acne i can't lose weight i have pcos whatever you go to the gynecologist for they just put you on birth control for it in my experience and many of my clients experiences and that is just masking the problem. So yes, your acne might go away from the birth control and it might look like you're getting a period, but it's not actually a period um, and it's you're not really healing your acne. It's just putting a Band-Aid over it. And then when it stops, when you stop taking it, all those symptoms come running back because you never healed the root cause. Aha. That's like an aha moment. Yeah. <laughs> right? And I think that's so often in today's pharmaceutical world is treating things with medications rather than finding the root cause. And I bet that a lot of times that throws hormones off and then you're just treating it with another and another medication. Absolutely, Do you find that yes, a lot? Because no matter what medication you're, and you know, this isn't to say that there isn't a time and place for medication, depending on what your situation is. I'm not, you know, totally right. against all medications. It 
totally depends on your situation. However, I do believe that we need to try nutrition and lifestyle supplementation first before we go the medication route. And when you're speaking of it um, affecting hormones, no matter what medication you're on, birth control included, it affects our gut microbiome. And your gut microbiome is the bacteria in your gut. We have good and bad bacteria in our gut. And whenever we're taking any type of medication, whether that's Advil, antibiotics, birth control, it is wiping out all the good bacteria in our gut and it's increasing the bad bacteria. So that and our gut is directly connected to our hormones. So that just ends up affecting our whole body. When your gut is off, you're saying when your gut is off and your microbiome is off, it can affect your hormones, which directly Absolutely. affects your health. I'm obsessed with learning about that because I think that's oh, something okay. that's I could dive into that if you'd like. so <laughs> many people I think don't realize that, right? Oh yeah. It's the gut is the center of everything. It holds 70 to 80 percent of our immune system it is where we produce 90 percent of our serotonin so if you have anxiety or depression that most likely is stemming from the gut and same with hormonal issues because our gut is responsible for absorbing our nutrients and we need certain nutrients to of course you know be healthy but as well as produce certain hormones and it's also responsible for eliminating any excess hormones we accumulate. So when our gut is out of whack, we're not able to absorb nu nutrients to produce certain hormones. And then we're also not able to eliminate any excess hormones through our body. And so how does that affect your health? So, uh, okay, so many ways. So if you, I'll start with um, nutrient absorption. So if you can't absorb nutrients, if your gut is inflamed or from whether that's from taking medication or eating inflammatory foods or stress, environmental toxins, whatever that is coming in as inflammation, you can't absorb nutrients. So you won't be able to produce um, certain hormones. And by not being able to produce certain hormones, it won't be able to go through with what they are supposed to be doing, right? They're chemical messengers. So if they're not being produced properly, it's going to affect our metabolism, our thyroid, our reproduction, our mood, or our immune system, all of that. And then if it's also inflamed and unable to remove excess hormones out of our body, so like if you're constipated a lot, you're not able to properly remove excess hormones and toxins. So then that creates excess estrogen. It's mostly estrogen that's excess in the body that it gets reabsorbed back into our bloodstream and it goes floating around in our body and that could create well too much estrogen if it gets to really you know high levels could cause breast cancer and things like that on the real serious end in the more immediate end you could notice mood swings um heavy periods really heavy cramping breast tenderness those are some symptoms of estrogen excess that could be um, coming from a gut issue. There's so many other things that come with it as well, like blood sugar imbalances and all that. But just speaking of the gut, that's kind of how that's connected. Does that answer your question? That does in depth. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Okay. It's so crazy how um, your gut health can affect you so dramatically that you can have such serious side effects from it. And you don't even realize they're connected. You don't learn these things. Exactly. So I had no, the reason why I'm really obsessed with the gut is because I had so many issues with my gut starting um, probably at like, uh, I was like 23 or 24. I'm 31 now. So I was about 23, 24 when I really started noticing I was always bloated. All of a sudden, I was just always bloated after everything I ate. I started getting really constipated. It was just like, and out of nowhere, it seemed, because I never really had that uh, that of an issue with it. 
I also wasn't getting a period and my period was always irregular, but I never connected the dots that that had anything to do with each other. And I also didn't know that IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, which I ended up getting diagnosed with, was a symptom of PCOS. And if someone, by the way, doesn't know what PCOS is, it's polycystic ovarian syndrome. So just in case someone has no idea what those letters are. Um, so I struggled for years with digestive issues because I had no idea it was connected to my hormones. The gynecologist had no idea. When I went to the gastroenterologist for my stomach, they had no idea. So it took so many years of me researching and really healing my gut to actually find out all about it and learn all about it and see how it actually does affect your health. And you had to venture out and teach yourself these things, right? It's not like exactly anybody really pointed you in the right direction. <laughs> no, not at all. I was offered medication at the gastroenterologist for IBS. And like I said, I was 24 when that happened. And I was not interested in going on medication forever when I was 24 years old. I was never um, super big on medication. I wasn't as like holistic health as I am now, but my grandpa actually, he was really um, passionate about holistic health and nutrition and supplementation. And we kind of always was just like, okay, yeah, Papa, whatever, like kind of pushed it aside <laughs> when we were younger. But obviously something stuck. So I wasn't really interested in that. And then, but I also wasn't interested in staying constipated and bloated all the time. So yeah. I started reading books about it. And that's what really sparked my passion for nutrition. And that's when I went back to school for nutrition. Thanks, Papa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for bringing that up in my life. Yeah, totally. Do you find that um, the majority of your clients are coming to you saying that they struggle with bloating or constipation or stomach totally. upset? I think yeah. that's such a common and, thing. Yeah. And I I don't think I've had a client that hasn't had gut issues. So wow. healing the gut is one of – I always work on like five pillars with my clients, whether that's one-on-one -on -one or in the group. I do gut health, balancing blood sugar, nourishing your nervous system, supporting your liver detoxification, and supporting your mitochondria, which are the energy centers of our cell. So I have not met someone who has not had gut issues. And there's so many reasons why, but a few directions I'll go with this is from inflammatory foods, um, you know, sugar, gluten, dairy, all of that is inflammatory to our gut. From medications, like I talked about, whether like that's Advil or Midol or antibiotics or whatever it is, um, environmental toxins like our beauty products, our household cleaning products, all of that affects it. Stress is huge on the gut. Um, women tend to hold a lot of our emotions in our gut. So it is really connected to literally everything. And I have not met someone who has not had some form of a gut issue. What really always I think is surprising to me is how much out, outside exterior toxins can affect your hormones. Like you mentioned, cleaning products or beauty products. And can you talk about that? Yeah, sure. So that's huge because that's one of the pillars I was talking about was supporting our liver detoxification. So our liver is the organ that processes and metabolizes all of our hormones and all of our excess toxins out of our body. So conventional beauty and household cleaning products have thousands of chemicals that are endocrine disruptors, which means they disrupt our endocrine system. And like I said earlier, our endocrine system is the series of glands that actually produces our hormones. So it's affecting our hormones. And these chemicals have also been directly tied to cancer, infertility. Um, but in the United States, we do not ban these chemicals for whatever reason. They In Europe, they have banned um, 
I forget the amount, but hundreds of chemicals that we allow in our products here in the United States. So what happens is our skin is our largest organ and it absorbs 80% of whatever you put on it. So when you're putting stuff on your face and you know your face creams, your, your lotions, your face wash, whatever it is, if those have, if they're conventional products and they have toxins in them, it's going to affect your hormones, it's going to increase your rate of infertility, and it's going to increase your rate for actually for cancer as well. So that's aside from the hormone issue, but it is obviously still something that's, you know, important for our health. So that's with the skin aspect of it. And then, um, and it also, when you, when it's on our skin, it actually doesn't even bypass through the liver because it's just absorbed right into the bloodstream. So it goes directly into your bloodstream when as well as for the household cleaning products that goes through our liver because that goes through like, you know, we're smelling it and we're inhaling it. So that will be processed through our liver and our liver. That's its, its job. It's supposed to process out toxins. So we don't you know die on impact from these chemicals and just, there are some that we can't avoid just being out in the environment and things like that. Right. But the problem with that is because our liver also processes our excess hormones aside from the toxins, it's going to focus on whatever is more life-threatening first. And because the toxins are more life-threatening than our excess hormones, it's going to work on processing those toxins out first. And then it's never going to get to the excess hormones because it only has so much bandwidth and only has so much energy. So then we have all these excess hormones like I was talking about before, um, with which could lead to excess estrogen and those symptoms of really heavy periods, heavy cramping, mood swings, breast centers, pretty much PMS symptoms. And that's what happens. So it starts in the liver and then it moves it onto the gut and the gut is what fully eliminates it out. But that's really the problem with the toxins in our products. And if you are someone who's like, oh my God, I have no idea about this. I'm freaking out. I'm going to throw it on my product. <laughs> Don't throw everything out. You could go to ewg.org slash skin deep. That's the environmental working group. And you could check the level of toxicity of your current products by putting them in their database. And it will give you a scale of one to 10 of how toxic they are. And then they also have a database there of clean beauty products and clean household cleaning products that you could swap. So what I would always recommend is once you are finished with one, instead of replacing it with the conventional one that you've normally been using, replace it with a better non-toxic product instead of freaking out and throwing everything out in your house. <laughs> yeah. And I want, when I heard your podcast episode about this, I was like, oh my God, I'm throwing everything out. Like <laughs> some of the things that I thought I was doing good, they, they were not good at all. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so important. It's so true because a lot of them will sound like paraben free. Yeah. And we think that that's like, oh, okay, awesome. It's paraben free, but paraben is only one of thousands of chemicals that could be in it. Yeah. And like, I'm like, oh, I found, I found it at the gourmet grocer and it's paraben free and it's all these things, but it really wasn't good at all. Can you share, yeah. I can't remember what is the, um, what is the line of that creates products? You've mentioned it on your show a couple of times that, um, you suggest. Oh, products? Yes. Yes. Oh, great. Yes. Skin Essence Organics. I am yes. obsessed with these products. So I have tried, I, I literally can't even count how many organic brands of beauty products, like skin products, because, you know, everyone wants to be anti-aging. Like I want to take care of my skin. I want yeah. it to look nice. So I've tried so many. A lot of them are so expensive. Like, and they, a lot of them really don't even work, to be honest. Like yeah. even they're organic and stuff. But that's why a lot of people will sometimes 
not um, lean towards organic face care because like, well, it's not helping my wrinkles. It's, I'm not seeing any improvements. But Skin Essence is my favorite one. They're super affordable. They're all organic plant oils. You could literally eat them because they're <laughs> like literally just made out of organic plant oils. They have stuff too. I know your audience has a lot of moms. They have something, it's called e-cream. And you could use it if you are a mom who's breastfeeding. You could use it on your nipples for when they get like really raw and it's safe for the baby. Um, you could use it on the baby's skin if they have diaper rash or any type of rash. It's like a miracle cream. So if that's like the only thing that you want to purchase as a mom, I would highly recommend getting that e-cream. Um, my nephew had like really bad eczema all over his body and overnight it was like literally almost gone. It's unbelievable. But and you could use, I have a 15% off code. So if you want to share that with your audience, yes. if they put in the name Corinne, you get 15% off any products for Skin Essence Organics. Awesome. I wish, yeah. where were you when my daughter was a baby? <laughs> she had the most horrible eczema. She was covered head to toe from, um, we discovered she had all of these allergies. But I remember leaving the first allergist that we had and I seeked out a new allergist because the original allergist told us that I would just have to, she was like a year old and he told me, you just have to accept that she might have to have steroids and allergy shots for the rest of her life. And I was like, absolutely not. I'm not accepting that. I was oh. like, yeah. So long story short, I ended up finding this more um, holistic route with this allergist she has now. And I remember him telling me I had to revamp everything in my house and search for products that I had never had to look for before. And it was such a project yeah. for me to find products that she could use. But now she's eight years old and she is pretty much eczema free. But in searching for the correct products, he had told me to look for things with the least amount of ingredients. And if you can eat it, it's like, a, that's it. Like if you can yes. eat it or it's okay for her to ingest it, that is something you want. So I remember reading that like a crazy person in the stores reading labels of everything to find out what was edible or what had the least amount of ingredients because there's so many hidden ingredients that you put on. I never realized that putting things on her body were actually like making her sick inside. She would yeah. have you know, such inflammation in, inside. Mm. So, oh my gosh. Have you tried the e-cream on her? Not yet. I can't, I'm oh going to get it for the winter because that's when her eczema really starts to present itself totally get it. They have some kind of sale going on right now. Um, I don't know if it's e-cream is part of it, but definitely get it for her. It's amazing. And it's also, it's not just for that too. It's for your face. If you have like um, red face, red face, but you know, when you yes. have like redness, <laughs> redness on your face, I should say, yeah. it really helps with that too. That's what I really use it for. And for winter, when you get like real dry skin, yeah. that's super helpful for that. I'm so. definitely going to get that. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Okay, so can you share with us, Corinne, what can we do on a regular basis to improve our hormone health? Perfect. So before I get into that, I just want to maybe give some symptoms of hormonal imbalance yes. in case someone doesn't know and maybe they can help identify with it a little more because Perfect. a lot of times I always thought that the only thing that was really tied to my hormones was my period. So, you know, a very basic um, like understanding of it is, okay, if you have an irregular period, you most likely have a hormonal balance. Or if you don't have a period, or like I went two full years without a period. That was something that happened with me with my PCOS, where I had no period for a full two years. 
I, even before that, it was always irregular, like never knew when it was coming. It was like every three months, every six months, every seven weeks. Like it was just total crapshoot. I had no idea what was going on, but I didn't know. I was just like, Oh, that's just like how my period is. Like, you know, it's fine. It doesn't matter. So of course, period stuff definitely is a sign of a hormonal imbalance, um, whether it's like super heavy, really painful, um, non-existent, or it comes very frequently. All of those things are hormonal imbalances. But then there are other symptoms that people might not really tie to hormones because yeah. I never did because we were never taught this stuff. So like we were talking about bloating, constipation, migraines, acne, mood swings, fatigue, joint pain hair falling out, excess facial hair um, that could look like under your chin, around your nipples, down your stomach. That's very common for PCOS. Um, that's a hair falling out. Yeah, hair yeah. falling out. Those are all pretty common symptoms of a hormonal imbalance. So just so you have that, um, you know, so you can identify with that if that's something that you are dealing with. Right. Um, okay, so I'm going to give you like five tips of what you can really start doing to improve your hormone health. So, awesome. Number one thing, which this might be difficult, especially if your audience is, is mostly moms, is sleeping. Um, so sleep is really, really crucial for our hormones. It's when that's the only time that our body can really heal and rejuvenate all of our organs and everything from just the whole day. So it's really important for you to aim to get seven to nine hours of sleep a night. Now, if you are someone who has a brand new baby, obviously this is impossible. So like, right. Once your baby's sleeping and they're like, hold well, like four months, maybe you'll be able to get some more sleep. So obviously seven to nine hours is not possible for you right now, but any sleep you can get, get some sleep. If you don't have a newborn, aim for seven to nine hours a night. And it, what's really important is getting to sleep before 11 PM because there are certain times like in Chinese medicine, there are, um, our organs are on like a clock pretty much. So there are certain times when certain organs will be rejuvenated and, um, the liver being one of them is around that 11 o'clock time. And our liver is very tied to our hormones. So we really want to make sure that we're sleeping before 11 PM every single night, if possible. Again, I know moms might not have that luxury, but um, I'm not a mom, so I have no idea. But, um, <laughs> I have nieces and nephews, so I see what goes on with my sister. Right. But, um, again, it's an ideal situation. So doing as what you can to really improve your sleep is going to help your hormones more than anything, because if we're not properly sleeping, you're most likely going to have some kind of a hormone, hormone imbalance. And it's very hard to heal if you don't get that sleep. So go ahead. We're going to ask. Is that me. why people get like a second wind? They will say at night. Is that about your, I never knew that. It could be, well, the second wind could be, um, it depends what you're doing. So there's a cortisol and a melatonin, um, correlation with that. So in the morning, ideally our cortisol is our stress hormone, but it's also okay. the hormone that wakes us up in the morning. Yeah. So ideally we should have higher levels of cortisol in the morning and lower levels of cortisol at night. But when we have circadian rhythm disruption, which means um, circadian rhythms are a sleep and wake cycle. When we don't go to bed at the same time every night, we don't wake up at the same time every morning, or we have interrupted sleep, it disrupts our circadian rhythms, which will disrupt our cortisol production. So a lot of times people will have more cortisol at night than in the morning and it'll be kind of flip-flop. So you'll feel like wired and tired at night. If you feel that like wired and tired feeling or you get that like second wind, that would be like a burst of cortisol. 
trying to wake us up. And that shouldn't be like that. That means there's some dysregulation going on um, because at night our melatonin, which is a hormone that helps, it does so many things in the body, but just for this sake, it helps us um, feel tired. It helps us sleep. And that's what should be produced at nighttime. So there could be a circadian rhythm disruption happening there. If you are like really tired waking up, but then you're more awake at night. Wow. I know yeah. so many people that have this issue and they think it's surface level and it's not. It's, yeah. Nothing ever really is surface level. Right? So, <laughs> it's always a deeper reason for something. Yes. Um, so yeah, that really goes back. If, if that is you, um, there could be so many things going on with that because our cortisol is tied to so many things, our adrenals and all that. But if this is you and you don't have a regular sleep pattern, I would start there with really working on getting a regular sleep pattern, meaning you're going to bed and you're waking up pretty much around the same time every day. Yeah. Um, so that's what I would start with. And then um, the second thing I would say is implementing some form of uh, strategy to transform our stress, because I don't believe that stress is ever just going to go away. We're always going to be presented with situations that can be perceived as stressful. Right. So it's really learning how to transform the stress and not allow it to affect us in such a negative way and being able to find like the peace in a stressful situation. And that doesn't just happen overnight. That's something that you really need to practice every day. So implementing some strategy, whether that's meditation, journaling, going out in nature, taking a walk, coloring, uh, you know, working out, whatever that is for you. Um, I would say definitely find what works for you and what you feel like um, is going to help you with your stress. I would say definitely start implementing that because it's not just what we're eating. It's not just like how we're exercising. It's such, um, it's so much more than that. And the mental and emotional aspect to our hormones and our health is it's, it's all connected. So a lot of times we'll start off on the nutrition piece, which is how I started off. And then we'll get into the other stuff, but it really is so important to almost start with that because not only is that going to help your hormones, it's going to help you mentally. So, um, I would say that for number two. And then number three is eating as much organic food as possible because going back to the toxins that we were talking about, pesticides are also endocrine disruptors. So they attack our nervous system, our respiratory system, our endocrine system, just like they do in the insects that they are meant to kill. It does the same thing in our body. Obviously, we're just bigger and more complex than an insect, so it doesn't kill us on impact, but it does um, accrue in our bodies, does build up in our bodies, and it does affect our hormones in a big way. So right. back to the same uh, website I was talking about earlier, ewg.org, Environmental Working Group, they have a list of the Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15. And what that means is the Dirty Dozen are the 12 fruits and vegetables that have the most amount of pesticides on them and that are the most important to buy organic. So if you don't want to switch over to everything over as organic, if it's a budget issue or it's just too much of an overhaul for you, I would highly recommend at least buying the Dirty Dozen, those 12 fruits and vegetables organic, as well as any animal products that you're buying. Make sure that that is organic because there's hormones in that in general. There's also antibiotics in that if they're conventional and they're not organic meat products. So start there. And then the clean 15 are the 15 fruits and vegetables that have the least amount of pesticides and are okay to purchase conventional. And what do pesticides do to your body and your health? Um, so many things. So <laughs> they, um, <laughs> they um, could cause asthma, they could cause cancer, could cause, um, and it could contribute to infertility 
and hormone imbalances, um, respiratory problems, nervous system, like all of that, it, it could build up in our liver. And it's just another thing that our liver has to process out. And then again, like I said before, when our liver is, is um, working on processing all these toxins out, it doesn't get to work on any of the excess hormones we have. So yeah, I mean, pesticides are just, I could do a whole two hour right. podcast, yeah. pesticides, but it really is so, so important. And non-GMO does not mean organic. So non-GMO is great because genetically modified organisms are also something that really affects our gut and the pesticides really do affect our gut as well. But um, we want to make sure that it is organic. And when it is USDA organic, it, that means it is also non-GMO. So if you see something that's like, oh, it's non-GMO, I'm good, that doesn't mean it's organic. So you just be cautious of that. Um, so I would say to start off, the dirty dozen for sure getting organic, um, especially if you're someone who is breastfeeding or you're wanting to get pregnant or really anybody, definitely anybody, but especially if you're someone who is pregnant, wanting to get pregnant, breastfeeding, anything like that, or feeding maybe your children, I would highly recommend um, at least the Dirty Dozen and any animal products for sure. Good to know. I um, remember breaking down and crying to my pediatrician when my daughter was a baby and asking her, how did she get all of these allergies? How did this happen? Like, it's not, mm. I don't understand. It's not genetic. We don't have it. My daughter doesn't have it. And she said to me, she was like off the record, like, I don't say this, but it was probably could have been to do with what you ate when you were pregnant. And I had no idea. Mm, like, she, I didn't eat all organic when I was pregnant with my kids. I wasn't educated on this. And so exactly. oh, and and, you would have if the doctor told you to. Absolutely. Right. And yeah. so, yeah, that between that and what I was feeding her when she, before I found this out, you know, like just buying strawberries or whatever that weren't mm -hmm. organic could yeah. have been causing her harm. And now we don't do it and we see an enormous improvement in her life. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah so if, if you, if your child or you or anyone has asthma, that's another huge thing is to really get rid of the pesticides for that. Because like I said, what, what the pesticides do in the insect is it attacks its respiratory and nervous system to kill it. And it does mm -hmm. the same thing in our body. So if you have any respiratory or nervous system, any, any issues like that, um, it, definitely the pesticides are adding to whatever is going on with you. Yeah. And I will say that her asthma is tremendously better than it used to be because of That's all awesome. of these changes. Yeah. I mean, she used to be, she used to do the breathing treatments three times a day and do two inhalers wow. every day. And now we really only do it when she gets sick or like through the winter, she'll do a maintenance inhaler and that's it. Oh my God. That's amazing. Good yeah. for you. Because a lot of people would it never be an introduced to maybe other alternatives? And like I said, you have to educate yourself around this stuff. Yep. So that's amazing that you figured that out. And now she's not doing that three times a day. That's so awesome. I'm so thankful, but I made it my full-time job. It's a total commitment to figure these things out. Exactly. Exactly. Especially when you're doing it on your own, which is why I started doing what I'm doing now, which is helping other people because it took me so many years to figure this stuff out. Like I suffered with so many symptoms for so many years because I was literally like throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what stuck because I had no idea where to start. I had no idea what to do. I was, there's so much conflicting information also. And it was just, there was no direction, I had zero direction from any professional. Yeah. And there was no one in my family that was dealing with it. So I had nobody to look towards. So 
having someone help you definitely decreases the amount of time it takes to figure stuff out. Um, so that's why I'm doing this now. But yeah, that's amazing. Having to learn the hard way, the way that you did, you probably have so much more knowledge on where somebody's starting from and where they need to go. Yeah, it's so true. And that's why I don't get um, like resentful or annoyed about how long it took me because yeah. like, if, it, if that wasn't the situation, I probably wouldn't be here right now. Yeah. So, um, you know, looking, it's way easier to know that looking back, like I think it was Steve Jobs, like you can't connect the dots looking forward, only looking back. I love that. Um, me too. Yes. I think that's who quoted it. Don't quote me. I think, think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so true. It yeah. really is. So I want you to tell me all about your class, but first, can you tell me how scared were you to quit your full-time job as a teacher and start doing oh this? <laughs> there are no words for how scared I was to do that. I, I bet. Oh my God. I knew it was the right decision. Like it wasn't, it was the hardest decision I ever had to make in the sense that it really, I had to really go like deep in my mind and like do a lot of mindset work around it. Yeah. Because going from a steady paycheck, a comfortable job, a secure job, especially this, like I quit my teaching job after COVID hit. So it was already during. A oh, pandemic. no way. I didn't know this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's scarier. Really yeah. That's really the reason why I was able to do it because I was teaching from home starting in March and I had so much more time on my hands because at the time, it wasn't as structured as the at-home teaching is now, the virtual right. learning is now, because no one had any clue what the heck was going on. Right. It was just like, okay, well, just figuring it out. Like, the kids weren't coming on, so I had so much extra time to work on my business, because at the time, it was just a side hustle, yeah. and that's why I was able to really turn it into a full-time job. But it was the hardest decision in that I had to do a lot of mindset work, which I'll get into in a second, but it was the easiest decision in that I knew, I knew for years that I was going to leave teaching. I, it, I just knew it wasn't what I wanted to do. I, I really did not like it. I was so unhappy. I loved nutrition and I knew I was going to do something with that, but I had no idea when or what it would even look like. So it was very, very difficult leaving something that's super secure, super comfortable. I, you know, I come from a family of where my dad and my parents were always like, go to school, get a job. You have a job that has benefits and a pension. Like you're good to go. That's it. Yep. So, and no one else in my family, like my sister is a teacher. My dad like was a union, you know, he was a carpenter, but then he worked for the union. So he was all about like, you know, security, pension, like all that stuff. So yeah. it was super difficult. It was really, really, really hard. It was months of like crying <laughs> often, like at least once a day. Um, especially as I got closer to it, it was so hard, but I'm so glad I did it. And it just really, it was like a personal growth journey for real, because I had to work on my money mindset. I had to work on like, okay, like this, I'll be fine. And what's the worst that happens? I could, oh, I'm not losing my teaching degree. I could always go back, which I know I would never was going to, right. but in my head, I had to like, yes. myself for that. Yeah. Um, so it was crazy. It was super difficult, but I'm so happy I did it. And the pandemic really is the reason why I did it and what actually allowed me to do it because I knew it was going to be a total mess this year going back teaching. And I had so many clients at this point because I wasn't really doing a lot of teaching. And I was like, I can't keep up both. It kind of came to the point where I had to choose and there was no way I was choosing teaching over doing this. So um, and now I've gone to help so many women. So it's like so worth it. Um, and it's just, it's been amazing. But yeah, it was very difficult. And now you feel like you're on the right path of what you knew you were made for? 
oh my gosh, totally. You had I to mean, get over like, that hurdle. So aligned. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, I, I can't even, that's what I was thinking of too before I left. I was like, I literally can't picture what my life would be going back. Like, it just doesn't even make sense to me anymore. Like, I, cause you know, you have to be uh, just teaching is, is great. And it's an, it's a, one of the hardest jobs and very underpaid people who, if you're a teacher and you're listening, thank you for what you do. You are very like under acknowledged and underpaid and it's a super difficult job. And I was just, it, it came to the point where I was like, I know that I'm not being fair to the students because I'm not doing my best and they deserve better. And I'm also not helping people that need help there, I can actually help them like with their hormones and with their health. And that's like really what I know I'm meant to do. So it was just such an aligned moment. And it's so funny because my, I do like words of the year and my words for 2020 were abundance and alignment. Yes. So I always like would go back to that. And that's so true. It really was such like an aligned year for me. Yes. And I love that you said that because I love saying that like you're robbing the world of your gift by not giving your gift. And look at the gift you have inside of you and all of the people that you've helped and you're going to help. And they would have missed out on that if you didn't have the courage to take the jump, right? Yes, exactly. I love that. that. And that's yes. what, like, whenever, if you're someone who's listening and you like, are trying to do something scary, like think about what Sarah just said and tie it to somebody else, because that's what really helped. I was like, okay, I, I know there are people that need me. And if I stay in teaching, doing something I know that is not meant for me, I'm robbing, like you just said, other people of this gift. And that's not fair to anybody involved, including myself. So right. yeah, that's, that was so good that you said that very well put. Because a lot of people could look at it and judge you like it's a selfish choice, but it's not. It's your gift mm -hmm. to give to the world. It's your calling. Yeah. And exactly. you're so and good. Even if it was selfish, we should all be a little more selfish. Yes. Because like we are the only people that we have to live with 24-7. So right. we should be doing what makes us happy. Yes. I love it. So can you tell us about your class? Yes. Okay. So I have a 12-week group course um, that I'm actually filling spots for right now. Um, at the time of this recording, it's almost 50% full. So I'm not sure Yay. when you're releasing this, but that's where it is right now. But what it is, is like, imagine if you didn't have any of these symptoms, say you're someone who's dealing with this acne or bloating or migraines, fatigue, whatever it is, you don't have any of these symptoms anymore. You know how to eat. You're easily able to maintain your weight. You have all of this energy where you're able to accomplish what you want to actually accomplish in your life. And this is all possible because your body is now working for you instead of against you. That's really what I'm teaching you in this course. I'm teaching you what we never learned in school, what our doctors did not teach us, yes. because I truly believe that every woman deserves to understand her body and how it works and how we could use the tools at our fingertips like nutrition and lifestyle to actually support our hormones, support our overall health, and as a result, improve the quality of our life because that's really what it is. Like, it's one thing to, of course, we want a regular period and all that stuff, but it's so much more than that because when you don't have the energy or the confidence because of whatever's going on in your body or the understanding and confusion of it, like, you can't show up in your life the way that you want to for your kids, for your spouse, for your family, whatever it is. And that's really what the gift is of learning this information because no one else is teaching it to you. And like you, especially right. if you have moms here, you learn this information as a gift to your children or your future children because, and to everybody around you, 
because what you do is going to affect them. And just like you, Sarah, how it's affecting your children now, now they're going to grow up and not have to pass on anything to their kids because you're teaching them all of this stuff, which is so amazing. So that's really what I'm teaching you. Um, And it's in a group setting because like I was talking about before, I was alone on my journey and a hormonal journey is very, um, it could be super embarrassing to talk about with people who don't get it and you could feel alone in it. And I just really believe in the power of women supporting women and coming together and knowing that you're with other like-minded women who get what you're going through, who can help support you. You can share your wins and your struggles and your challenges. And it's just been so amazing to see because I did one-on-one coaching for a while And then I was like, I really want to do a group setting because of that reason. And because of the teacher in me, I like having a group and it's just such a different dynamic. And it like blew me away how these women actually came together and supported each other. And it just, it's so cool to just see how they all have different stories, but they have so many things in common with it. It's just so amazing. So that's why I do a group setting, but I only accept a maximum of 20 women because I really want to keep it a small, intimate circle because I won't be able to pour into everyone individually if it was more than that. So yeah. um, that's like the gist of it. But yeah, it's 12 weeks long. It's starting the week of January 4th. And I would love to help you if any of this resonates with you and you're really committed to making a lifestyle change. This is not like a crash, a crash diet. It's not like you know, a hundred dollar ebook that you're just going to get a couple of videos and like a meal plan and be on your way. Like, that's really not what it is. It's really a, um, it's like hormones 101. Like it's not just telling you what to do. It's, it's giving you the why of why this is actually happening in your body. Where is this coming from? Because I want you to be able to take this information even after the 12 weeks are up and be able to apply it to your life. So you can continue this journey throughout the rest of your life. Yes. And it's everything that you said here today, like to the max 100. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a huge investment in your, you said to me, it's an investment. It's a huge investment in your life and your health, which if you don't have that, you don't have anything. Exactly. Exactly. Right? And that's exactly what it is. It is an investment. And we, especially as women, are so um, hesitant to investing in ourselves and we're yes. always pouring into everybody else. But yes. if you are not healthy, if you do not feel good, there is absolutely no way you can show up in your life the way that you're meant to show up because how can you? Like, it's just impossible. Yeah. And if you're robbing yourself to save your kids or your husband or whoever, you're actually hurting them. Uh, Totally. Yeah. Because if you are sick and you aren't there for them, then what? Like, Mm -hmm. who do they have then? Right. (laughs) Right. It's like, you're giving them the gift of you. (laughs) Yes. Right. Be the best you to give them the best gift. Absolutely. Oh my God. That's so true. Right. Totally. So, yeah. So, registration for that, if you are interested, um, come DM me at Corinne Angelica. I'm sure Sarah will put it in the show yep. notes. Um, I have information about it too that you could check out, but I want to hear your story. What's going on? Registration is open until December 30th. Perfect. So this is, um, today is Wednesday. They will be hearing this will be, um, delivered to them on Monday. I think it's the 21st or 20th. So this will only be five days old. So you guys will be hearing this before Christmas. And if you want to make the investment to yourself as a Christmas present or a new year's present is the perfect way to invest. So reach out to Corinne. Tell me all the places they can find you, Corinne. 
Yes. Thank you so much, Sarah. I yes. so appreciate that. Um, so Instagram is my jam at Corinne Angelica. I'm always there on stories, all that stuff. So come say hi. You could come reach out to me there. Um, also my podcast is mind your hormones. Um, but if you want to like contact me directly, I would say Instagram is the best place. You could of course email me too, which is Corinne Angelica nutrition at gmail.com. But the best place to find me would probably be Instagram if you want to chat. Yes. And she's always on the Instagram stories. So go follow her like right now on Instagram. Yes. And she always responds in a personal yes. way to the DM. So if you're interested in her course, go creep on her on Instagram, <laughs> send her a message and download her podcast like right now on, you're on Apple and Spotify, right? Yes. Apple and Spotify. Yep. Mind your hormones. Okay. Awesome. One yes. last thing. Can you share your most favorite or one of your most favorite quotes with us today? Ooh. Okay. Yes. Um, I was thinking about this. So um, okay. I have two. Okay. And one is like really short, but it's really just like my motto and it's trust the process because even before my whole journey, it's so cliche, but it's just something that I've always had as like a backbone, I guess, even before anything in my journey, I just love the saying, trust the process. I actually have it as sticky note right in front of me on my yes. um, computer. Um, but it really is true because, you know, we don't always know where we're going to end up or like the meaning of things. But I really believe like whether you believe in God or the universe, whatever it is that we're always given whatever we are meant to be given, um, whether we realize it's a blessing or not in the moment, there's always, you always could like the quote we just talked about before, like you connect the dots looking back. Yeah. So trust the process and know that it is a process and that you just have to like have faith in that. So trust the process is my like go-to quote. And then I also love, what is for you will not pass you. So I just believe that whatever is meant to come your way is going to, I, I don't believe in coincidences. I believe that everything is really like synchronous synchronized. Yeah. Um, like us being connected. Like I just, it's everything. Like I just don't believe in coincidences. So whatever's meant for you will not pass you. So if you are someone who is like, um, feeling like you are, you know, you missed out on something, whether that was a job opportunity or a relationship or whatever it is, like it wasn't meant for you. If it didn't yeah. happen for you, it wasn't meant for you. And there's always something bigger and better on the other side. Yes. I love that. And that's how you can connect the dots back. You don't know right now why it is happening, but you might know in 10 years. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Right. So true. Yes. I love that. So, so I go ahead. No, I was just going to say thank you so much for having me on here. I really appreciate it. And for anyone who's listening, thank you. If you're still here listening, I really appreciate your time and just being a part of this community. Sarah is amazing. And I'm just like so grateful for you giving me this platform to speak to everybody today. Thank you for saying yes and showing up and delivering for us today. Of course. Such an honor to have you here. Everybody go creep on Corinne and <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I love it. Come say hi. Yes. And I will put all of your information in the show notes. Thank awesome. you, Corinne. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, Lifers. It truly fills my heart to be able to be in a position to bring these amazing women onto this podcast so that you can hear us connect and chat about all of the things that has helped our journey and how we want to give back to you. Corinne is amazing, you guys. I hope you fully enjoyed listening to her here on this podcast and that you reach out to her and follow her on Instagram because she produces knowledge and wealth every single day on her stories. I wish you all health and happiness as you 
exit this year and you enter the next year or the next chapter of your life. And I'm wishing you all happy holiday season. If you celebrate Christmas this week, Merry Christmas to all of you. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay happy, and I'll meet you here after Christmas. Thank you so much for joining me to experience life. If you like this episode, please spread the love and share it with a friend or tag me on social media. You can always find me on Instagram at Miss Sarah Jack. That's M-S dot S-A-R-A-H underscore J-A-C. Until next time, enjoy the ride.